Like you do it when you when you're eight years old or in your when you're in high school. It's like, ha ha, fuck you, man boob bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let me jiggle those titties. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Sidetracked. My name is Mitch Parry and yet again, joining me through the screen is the one and only Nicholas Paula Abdul Frowny Brown. <laughs> That's not a bad one, actually. I like that one. <laughs> I thought last week we lost it a little bit, but I think we're back. I think we're back on, uh, we're we're back back. on form. I just I just remembered all the nicknames we used to call you in high school, and I I remembered that one all of a sudden. So you know, I had this thing with my friends that um uh, that I play Xbox with, like none of which I went to high school with, and they all go, "Hey Nick, you remember what they used to call you at school?" And I'm like, well, "How would you know? You didn't fucking go to school with me." They're like, "Nick the Dick," and I'm like, "Fuck, <laughs> you got me." It's such you a got what, me. what can you say to that? Will it ever get old? The old sayings like, "Oh, that was me nickname in high school." <laughs> yeah, when someone says classic. something, it's like, "Oh, look at Big Dick." McGee over there like that was my nickname in high school and that will never like I don't care what anyone says listening to it that statement will never get old well, what was your do you remember your nickname in high school oh, I had a really a, a quite a tragic one in year six I ran headfirst into a pole <laughs> and pretty much knocked myself out and these two no I was in year five sorry sorry I was in year five and I ran into a pole and in I, these two year sixes saw it and started calling me pole boy <laughs> this is not a word of a pole lie boy. and they called me pole boy and then the next, so every so I was in year six. These kids left my school. They're in high school, okay? Yeah. I'm good. I'm safe. Started high school, year seven, two year eights come up to me. Oh, it's Pole Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch you, of fuckwits. You should have like invited them to your 21st and they're like, where's where's Mitch? Where's Mitch? Starts doing pole dancing. Is like, it's Pole Boy. <laughs> it's Pole Boy. <laughs> Pour some sugar me starts playing. Um, Definitely, right, but starts them. going. Tell us some of your nicknames, Franny. What do you have? Um, I was They called me Pashiona for a little bit because in grade five, I was like the first person to pash a girl. And it was oh, like, yeah, at the school, at the grade five school disco, I would wear a bandana like a fuckwit. Uh, but it, apparently it got all the girls. And uh, I, I pashed somebody and it was like, her name was Joelle. Oh, beautiful. There uh, are <laughs> year five nicknames for a second. I ran into a pole. You kissed a girl six years before I did. Like, this isn't, that's not cool, man. I, I, was, in, I was out of my depth, I must have. They called me Pashiona for like six months, and I, I felt like I felt pretty. Like, I felt like a big man, Mitch. I, I can't lie. I do remember one other nickname I had. This one was actually kind of horrible. So I used to be fat. I am again, but like I had a stage where I wasn't. But when I used to play basketball, and we used to, we had to take top, like because we had a reverse top. So you take your top off, you flip it inside out, and it was your your away top. Yeah. And I did it in front of my t one of my teammates, and he looked <laughs> me dead in the eye and goes, "Man, boob, Mitch." <laughs> Never not not the M- the MBM. <laughs> no, the MBM. Mitch Ditz also got called that at a couple Mitch of stages. <laughs> I'm not going to go on mine. That's a horrible one. Kids are so cruel, dude. <laughs> like, you wouldn't do if you called if someone called someone that now is like in your mid twenties. You'd be like, oh, that's that's really mean. Don't, like, you really be, rough. You, you man. get can, you get cancelled for that. Like, you do it when you're <laughs> when you're eight years old or in your when you're in high school. It's like, ha ha, fuck you, man, boob bitch. <laughs> Let me jiggle those titties. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so fine. It was so fine. I thought, yep, that's me, man. Boob Mitch, the one with way too big tits. You'd wear it. You just you got to own it at that stage, really. You're pole boy. You're like, is it, you're like better than pole boy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything was fucking better than pole. That wasn't even offensive. It was just it just hurt. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's let's go on to so Steve Hooker. We we had so much planned. Yeah, something's happened, Mitch. Can you just let the people know? Yeah. So we tried to get Steve. Um, 
uh, it's kind of gutting. I did uh, yesterday. I got an email from his management. Yep. Um, do you want me to read out the the, the statement I do. that they left for us? Yeah. So, this is from Steve Hooker's management, not the man himself, but this is this is the statement. It says, "Dear Sidetrack Podcast, due to unforeseen circumstances, Mr. Hooker will be unable to atten- to attend." his live on-air interview due to circumstances out of his control. For the last few years, Steve has been working as Channel 7's cash cow on the popular morning TV program, Sunrise. With restrictions easing, Steve has been put back into work with being able to access regional areas of Victoria seeming imminent. We would like to discuss another available time slot for Steve to come on the show and again do send our deepest apologies. Regards, the manager of greatness, Gerald O'Shaughnessy. (laughs) I love fucking cash cow. Like, imagine just Koshy just bullying him. Koshy. <laughs> oh. That was from Gerald O'Shaughnessy, as he likes to call himself, the manager of greatness. So that's that's good to know, but it means we're not. It doesn't mean we don't have him on this week. It means we could have him on next week. It just means we could have been pushed back a little bit. It doesn't mean yep. it's not going to happen, which I think is a positive in this regard because I, when you said you got a, an email and you were a bit upset about it I thought we were done I thought they might have actually listened to the show god forbid and realised that maybe it's not a good idea to come on this one yeah maybe it's not and we all do know like I think we can all understand how important the cash cow is to our modern society so <laughs> well, we the, can all take a step back and appreciate it to the economy oh to the economy <laughs> I, think, I think Steve Hooker's manager is hoping he gets a call from the cash cow <laughs> yeah, after being on Centrelink for the last seven years he's like fucking ironic that he's, he's like the cash cow <laughs> Oh, but yes, hopefully next week we'll we'll hear from Steve Hooker. If not, oh, I'll get in contact with his manager and see <laughs> see why he's not on. I've been having a lot of dreams recently, Mitch, and like I don't know about you, and I know I know there's there's a, a it's called something, and I'll get into that a bit later. But I have a thing where if I'm in a dream and I realize I'm in a dream. I'll just create the most mayhem like known to mankind. Like I, it won't make any sense. And I, I feel like this is like a psychological thing, but last night I'm here. I'm like, I, I wake up like in my dream basically. And I'm walking yep. around and I realize, you know, something usually triggers it. And I'm like, okay, this isn't real. And I'm not, I swear to God, I looked at my mum who was next to me and I said, fuck you, mum. Because <laughs> it's oh like I can, in the dream world, I can get away with anything, and it's the same thing. I've I've literally once gone, I've gone I've gone up to a baby when I realised it was a dream. I had to, there's a lot of there's a few warnings that have to happen because otherwise I might be in trouble if I actually do this in public. But I once I got okay. up to like oh cute baby, let's see how far I can hammer throw you. And I just <laughs> Setting Olympic record. Shout out Steve Hooker. Um, Shout out Steve Hooker. But I, I can't be the only person who does this because I googled this and there's an article and this is a literal legitimate article. It's called "What Causes Sleep Violence." The what? Idea, oh, Brownie. Idea, I think this you is, can look this, this up. You can look this up. What causes sleep violence? And just imagine yourself in jail and everyone's going around like, "Hey, kid, what you in for?" And they're all like, "I murdered someone. I robbed a bank." Oh, in my dream, I threw a baby 73 minutes. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sleep violence. Have you ever been chased um, by like a horror character or something like that in a dream and you can't run and you can't punch or anything like that? Do you ever have that? Yeah, yeah, but I don't dream of booting babies 62 <laughs> meters. So I'm trying to relate to you why it's keeping an arm's length away, to be honest. <laughs> Well, what do you dream about, bitch? If I'm dreaming about slingshotting babies, what are you doing? I did have a thing for a while, and this is not a word of a lie. I started about two years ago, and I've probably had it about three or four times since, where I've woken up in the middle of the night, and I know I'm awake, but I see shit. 
Ooh, and yeah. it is so fucking weird. I had an experience, I think it was about a year and a half ago. I woke up and I looked in the corner of my room and there was a person staring over me. Oh, this is the worst. And I, I knew I was awake and I knew I was seeing something that wasn't there. But my body, I jumped out of bed, threw my blanket at the wall and went to throw a left, right, good night. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. I started swinging and I like snapped out of it. And I'm standing there naked and cold. You've got the image. And <laughs> what? Do, do what you want with the image. <laughs> <laughs> Franny can see it through his webcam right now. But I went to literally through the blanket, went to throw a punch, and then woke up out of it and just went, What the fuck just happened? So like I think I'm more of a sleep pussy, to be honest. Like I'm a I'm a scaredy cat where you're like the one who's gonna do it all the destruction. I was um, I was playing Rocket League the other night and I was smashing this kid. I was just dominating. And like there's Wait, in your dream you fucking no. <laughs> I'm punching this kid, beating him in Rocket League in my dream. <laughs> no, he's I'm beating him like by a shitload. And you, you have the text chat, and usually you have like the pre-done ones, or you can put your own text in there. And this yeah. guy, there's certain things you can't really come back from when you tech when you message someone in a game because it's like, how do you prove that? And it's just it's just stupid stuff that kind of get away with that. And yeah. I get I get the um I get the call when I somebody messaged me and goes, calls me a virgin. Oh, now, no. virgin's a really good insult online because it's pretty... It bull- is a very good it's insult. It's pretty bulletproof because you can't really prove that you're not a virgin via chat. Like, there's not really much you could say. And there's like, what? what I'm not going to send one of my many sex tapes over to this person who might be under the age of 18. <laughs> I'll end up in jail. So I just go, I go, no, I'm not. I'm reading this verbatim here off my screenshot. No, I'm not. Getting that sloppy toppy as we speak. That's <laughs> the best <laughs> I could come up with, bitch. Okay, it wasn't my best moment. <laughs> Getting that sloppy toppy, Nick. <laughs> Like getting toppy. the sloppy toppy. Sloppy toppy. Do you th- do you think it's George the LSD dealer on the <laughs> other side? It's like I'm gonna make this guy feel like a piece of shit. Well, so and then I'm like, after like he doesn't respond to that, I feel like I've I've struck out a little bit here. So I call him a virgin because you know if you don't know what to say, just call yeah. him what he called you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He goes nah, and he goes nah, I'm not. And I say this is this is such an internet conversation, and I go prove it, and he goes ask your mum. Like fuck, he got me. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! I'm like he was right. In front of me, I could have had it the whole time. And this uh, it reminded me of this thing, like back in well, I, st- I should say, I shouldn't say back in the day because it still happens. Uh, we have a friend who sometimes, when we're playing Rocket League, Warzone, Among Us now, because we're all starting to play yeah. that, we'll post his number, his phone number in the chat, and ask everyone to send dick pics. And the next day, because this guy doesn't play at all, he doesn't play any games, and the next morning he would just be like, "What the fuck, guys?" <laughs> <laughs> A collection of cockpits, <laughs> and I just I love the idea of like, uh, like the, the FBI like zooming in on this dude and be like, we can literally arrest this guy. Like he's got hundreds of dick pics of people who are probably under the age of eighteen, and it's so funny to hear like because you put it in and everyone's responding like, yeah, dude, that's so funny, and they don't realize it's a real number and it's really one of our friends that we just go, let's just fuck with him, let's see what happens. One I love that didn't happen all too long ago where I actually started, I started the trash talk, yeah. And I shouldn't have. Mm. And I was like, we're playing a game. And essentially the game is 3v3. You've got a knife and you've got to kill the other team. And then it's around like six rounds. Put it this way. We'd lost 10 matches in a row. (laughs) And I go into a lobby and I first thing I said was, we're trash. If you lose to us, you fucking suck. (laughs) We we beat them. And the post-game chat was the most tense... (laughs) 
30 seconds of people abusing each other you've ever heard. Because I was like, yeah, you fucking suck, don't you? And they just went off their tree. I think my mum was brought into it. Probably my dad. I'd shock that many people. Apparently it fucked my mum. But yeah, it's quite incredible, Nick. Yeah, the idea, remember, I'm bringing your mum into it. It's like, mum, I didn't know you had such a checkered past. Like, I thought you were such a nice person, mum. You're like, fuck your mum. It's like you go on like a Modern Warfare 2 lobby, you get out of it. You're like, well, mum has over 400 sexual partners in her life. Because uh, she's had a train run on her. But I guess we could actually almost uh, segue this, Frowny, into yes. ways where you're trying to intimidate people online. You're trying to get that upper hand. You're trying to, you know, instill your manliness through a video game of 11-year-olds. <laughs> There's something about intimidation tactics, and I, I don't even really apply them to the online world. I apply them to the real world, Mitch. Yeah. And yep. I've only done it in certain situations, and they all have to do with footy, because I used to play footy a little bit, and I was quite decent back in the day. Uh, and I would always like target certain people, not by skill level. I would target them before the game had started. I would always target people who had no hair on their head. I don't know why. They're the <laughs> scariest ones. <laughs> they are the scariest it, people on the field. But it's like the old adage of like, if you go you go to prison, you go up to the biggest dude and you punch him straight in the face. Like I would go up to the yeah. person with the least amount of head on their head. Maybe this is why I hate <laughs> why Mikey from the gloom in the corner so much. And I keep on saying I'm going to bash the shit out of him. But I literally, one guy, I'm, I'm like, we had a contest. I took a mark and I think I kicked a goal and I was pretty pretty happy with myself and I went up to him and I'm like oi 28 and he looks at me I'm like I'm gonna lick that bald head before the end of this game <laughs> and he just kept walking oh I wouldn't have stopped Brownie I wouldn't have stopped I I once went up to a kid I was terrible at um like being intimidating in basketball I played basketball all my life and I remember I was, I was a pussy I had like shoulder length hair that was straight and people on the other court would laugh at me and <laughs> I remember there was this one kid who was the biggest kid on the team and I did something. I knocked him over and I like bent down, looked him dead in the eye and went, watch your fucking back. (laughs) I don't know why I did it. I was like 13. Don't know why I did it. And he looked at me, started laughing, didn't come near me for the rest of the game. Because when he laughed, when he laughed, I'm like, oh, that's more intimidating than what I just did. And he didn't didn't come near me for the rest of the game. So intimidation tactics could really work well, I reckon. Well, uh, I'm going to go back to um, more licking on my part because it seemed to me my tactic when I played footy. Um, Classic move. So in local footy, anyone who's played it, if you, if you tackle someone, you put a little bit of your forearm into the back of their head and you don't let them get up really for a little bit, even after the umpire's call for a ball up. Classic move. Everyone who's played local footy would have copped it and done it at some stage. And there was one stage, it was such a pile on, right? There's probably about six players. No one punching, no one doing anything untoward, all, all kind of fair footy and you know, as fair as local footy can get really. And I just decide... I wanted to get to give this guy a wet willy, and I don't know Wait. why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow! No, 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 go, go. Because so, I'm like, that. I'm on top of this dude. Like, I'm basically fucking him at this stage. Like, I'm really, I'm like, basically whispering in his ear, and I couldn't get my my arm free because we had six blokes on top of me, and it, I don't want to go back to licking, but I just licked his ear, and I, I didn't lick on his ear, Mitch. I put my my tongue inside his ear. I went. Oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> you did the least intimidating, Mike Tyson. 
anyone could ever done. Instead of biting their ear off, you licked it off. Well, because like you didn't. I was too. I didn't know what to say. I wasn't quick witted enough at the time. Still aren't really. But like at the time, I was like, I couldn't really work. What can you say that's intimidating while you're on top of somebody? Your arms are pinned and you can't really do anything. You're just kind of slipping around like a salmon trying to get out of this fucking tackle. You might as well lick his ear and see what that does. <laughs> yeah, you're already in foreplay. You might as well take it to the next level. <laughs> do you have any other ta- uh, tactics? I uh, kind of. So I uh, get in basketball because I only played footy for one year. I was really shit. Kicked the goal. Dad was there. Tooted his horn. That's all. I'll, that's all I remember. <laughs> big, but, day. Um, big day. <laughs> big day. Big um, day. I in basketball once we played against this kid who bit a bit of a bit of a strange kid, and he came up to me during the game and not a wo- he just goes peasant, and I'm like, <laughs> oh no, what? And I'm like, did this kid... And you could see the instant regret. It was like he had a moment where he was at home playing with his toy trucks or something. He's like, peasant, peasant, peasant. <laughs> I don't know. And he was just like... He just he didn't forgot he was on a basketball court. So I went back over to my bench, like called a timeout, and I went, boys, number 11 just called me a peasant. Um, so for the rest of the game, everyone call him a peasant. <laughs> For the literal the whole rest of the game, all you heard it sounded like we're in a fucking Slytherin college talking parcel tongue because all you hear is peasant, peasant, peasant being thrown at this kid. The poor kid was nearly in tears. My, like, yeah, that's what you get, mate. Don't mess, don't fuck with Mitch Barry, mate. Oh, oh fuck you. Up. That's such a big man moment. I love that. And the best part is you got other people to help you out as well. Like those are the best 100%. moments. My last one has that. Like I wasn't even playing footy at this stage. I think I'd done my shoulder or something like that. So I'm on the injury. I'm doing the bench uh, and people are coming in. There's this guy named Sam. He was playing his first game at the Ones. He was about 17 years old. He played, he got a game in the Ones, which is a big deal. And uh, he comes around and when you run through the bench, has to go through me kind of before he goes out. Yeah. And he comes up to me and he's like, hey boys, can you do me a favor? I was like, yeah, Sammy, what's up, man? Because uh, that's how you talk to everyone. Everyone like everything's yeah. like low goes, Yes, I mean, what's going on? Man? Yeah. You're just like everything's on the down low. It doesn't matter what you're saying. <laughs> it's like, oh, good guy, mate. Good guy. Good stuff. Yeah, mate. yeah, yeah. Good, yeah, good, good uh, And he goes up to me. He's like, every time I come on or come off, I need you to shout, You're a thug 46. Oh, my God. And I'm like, What? And he's like, I. This is my first game, Nick. I have no street cred. Every time oh I God. get near the ball. Every time I get taken off, and every time I come, on, I come back on. I need you, you, and he points to like to all us and goes to yell, "You're a thug, 46." So every time he gets near the ball, we come out two like classic footy, two arms around the mouth, "You're a thug, 46." <laughs> <laughs> By the end of that game, I've never seen someone walk off with a like chest out, chin up. <laughs> they lost by ten goals, but it didn't matter. Yeah, he, didn't give like, a fuck. he was like, I had a good game, and everyone thinks I'm a hard ass. Just quickly, Nick, have you ever had an intimidation tactic go wrong? Because I have. Oh, go, I had ooh, one that did that. go wrong. Ooh, I mine was in only. It was only last year. So I play men's basketball in Frankston. If anyone doesn't know, it's literally like... What's that movie with Adam Sandler where he plays football in prison? Longest Yard. Longest Yard. It's that, but for basketball. <laughs> um, so I was playing against his team, and I'm, I'm a bigger guy. As in, I'm 6'4". I'm a bit fat, so I'm a bit over 100 kilos. So like, I love it when I get a mismatch, man. Yeah. I love it when absolutely. they put a small dude on me, and I just, you know, go to town on him. Anyway, this... <laughs> Jesus Christ, bitch. This, this, <laughs> so this... This guy, I'm pl- he's playing on me. He's playing defense on me. And I'm, I'm dominating. Dominating. Yeah. Nick, Nick, not trying to sound cocky, but he was shit. <laughs> and I, I, I think I probably scored 25 points on him, Nick. No, I'm not going to try and sound braggy. I scored 25 <laughs> points. And I looked at him 
and I let him know about it. Oh, and no. he tried to score, blocked him or something. Oh, no. Anyway, I went back down the other end. I run down. I'm feeling great, Nick. I'm feeling fantastic. <laughs> I'm on top of the world. High, you know, high score on the court. I'm dominating this dude. Anyway, score a goal on him. I look him dead in the eye, clapped in his face and go, good defense, dickhead, and run off. So, I'm like, you know, there's about two, there's probably three minutes left in the game. You see him complain to the ref. Oh, he no. Go to the ref oh, he's, he, not he says doing, something. he's not tattletailing. Yep, yep. Oh. He says something to the ref. The ref, who's clearly refing D grade on a Monday, doesn't care. <laughs> he's just yeah, like, he's go like, on. I've, I've got better things to do, mate. Oh, mate, I don't care. So, this guy has goes to plan B, and he gives the ball to the best player on the court. So, I'm standing under the ring. So this guy, I've just done my good defense dickhead. He gives the ball to someone else. This guy just starts sprinting at me. Sprinting. <laughs> and I'm standing under the ring. And I go for the block. You know, I go to take the charge. This guy goes for a layup, Nick. And for someone who's five foot four, his, his knee got six foot four in the air. <laughs> and he square Jackie Chan kneed me in the face <laughs> at full sprint. <laughs> Completely split my lip open. Blood everywhere. Oh, all right? no. Blood everywhere. The ref calls play on. I call him the fuck with. <laughs> did he, I'm did he slip blood. him a $10 note yeah, when he was giving it to him? So I'm coming off the court covered in blood. My lips completely gashed open. And all I hear behind me is this little arsehole just yell out, Good defense, dickhead. <laughs> That's the Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I actually end up going back on the court and one of their other players because I got so aggressive because I'm like, nah, fuck these guys. I'm yeah. going back out. And the other guy, with 10 seconds to go, the biggest guy on the court threatened to split my other lip open. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's my intimidation got wrong because okay, I went to hospital after the game and got stitches in my lip. Like, I come off second best. I remember uh, there, was this, um, there was this guy who used to be goal umpire for footy and he would... When in footy, especially back in the day, about 10, 10 years ago, whatever, like local footy posts weren't very tall. They were very small, yeah. right? And a classic tactic that local footy players would do is when they've kicked for goal and it's probably missed by a little bit, they'd celebrate really loud to try and convince yeah. the goal umpire that it's a goal, right? So yeah, a, lot, a, a, a lot of those kind of um, ones were very contentious. And there was this guy who was a who was like grew up in Pearsdale, played Pearsdale ten years. He was a goal umpire at the moment, and this was for the seniors. This team kicks a uh, kicks a goal, like just a goal, but it is a goal. Guy calls it, and the Pearsdale fullback doesn't know that this guy has played this goal umpire has played for Pearsdale. Starts mouthing off to him, going, "You're a fucking cheat! You're a cheat!" <laughs> this guy, he's like, he like literally like lifts up his shirt because you have to wear this goal umpire thing. He's like, "I play for Pearsdale, dickhead!" <laughs> You're a cheat. Pushes the goal up by a Oh my god! Pops over and he hurts his calf, so they have to get a substitute goal umpire to that come is, and do the rest of the game. That's fantastic. <laughs> but I think one thing we'll talk about, Nick. One one of the greatest traditions in football, mainly AFL, is finals and the Australian anthem. Oh it god. is such a you know, it's a really it's a symbolic moment. Not for the song, but to watch how the players react. You've got your guy that mumbles the song. Yeah. You've got Cl- you've got <laughs> yeah. classic mumble. You've got the one who puts her arms around each other and really wants to be. You've got the guy who's got arms around him. He doesn't want to be around anybody. <laughs> and it's kind of like a minute where the other team tries to weird out or intimidate the other team. They have that moment. So I've I've compiled a couple of notes that if I played AFL, what I would do personally. 
Yeah. Do you have any any? What would you do, Nick? If you're standing <laughs> just, there during the national anthem, I picked this up like because we'll like over the weekend prelim finals. It's very like tense and everything like that. It's like the biggest prelim week is kind of the biggest week of the year in terms of footy. Like the you get the best matches usually prelim week, and uh, it's just so funny watching them do it because you just imagine like you're panning, your face is panning across the uh, the other team, just like you know you're about fifty meters away from each other. Everyone's like kind of looking serious, and I just imagine you're panning and you just see one player without his pants on he's just completely <laughs> naked on the pod and you're just like i will like i could just imagine it so much someone noticing it and be like looking around to his mates be like does anyone else fucking what see the- <laughs> no one else but everyone else is still serious and they're just like after the game they get beaten by 10 goals obviously and after the game like did anyone see that guy without his pants on he's like oh god i thought i was the only one everyone's like no wonder we lost <laughs> I, I might have gone a little bit down a different path on what I think would be intimidating. <laughs> I just said, because normally how they do it, they'll stare at the person directly across from them. Yeah. And I thought instead of staring at their eyes, stare at their dicks. <laughs> so, like, the guy that's... Do you imagine if you're looking at the dude across from you, getting in the moment, and he's just staring at your dick? Absolutely. You would just be like, what the fuck's going on? I also did, if the other team started singing the second verse of the national anthem, you know, beneath our radiant southern cross, but the whole team did it, <laughs> and you just be standing there, but they're not singing it loud, they're like lipping it, but you know they're doing it, and you just be standing there going, is anyone noticing they're singing the wrong verse of the national anthem? <laughs> So that's another one. I like got. the the the, um, the looking at their dicks. So like you're just looking for hard on, seeing who's got a stick. <laughs> like maybe that's an intimidation tactic on there on the other team's end. Oh. Where there's like like the big whoever's got the biggest dick. Every everyone lines up before the they are the, they go out to the field oh, and brilliant. they go, and like the coach goes and goes. Big Lynchy, your cock looks massive today. I want you hard as fuck during the Aussie anthem. That's how that's how uh, that's how they sound. So when he gets out there, Lynchy, and he stands on a side angle so you can see it, like you can actually see it sticking out, see the him pitching a tent, like for everyone else to see. What if they came out with no shorts on, but they ranked themselves from biggest penis to smallest penis? <laughs> Like in the line, <laughs> but they're like, "Look at the confidence of that side!" Like you see people with the smallest penis, are like we don't even care. We don't <laughs> yeah. care. We don't care. What? We got small dicks. <laughs> I was talking about staring at the other team's dicks. I thought what would intimidate the dude more instead of staring at his dick, stare at the dudes next to him. So like the guy that's directly across from you, make sure you get that eye contact, yeah. and then break away and stare at the other guy next to his dick. So he'd be like, "What the fuck?" And he'd be like tapping the guy next to him, going, you know. <laughs> What the Whoa, fuck? That dick. <laughs> um, I also wrote down here, everybody on the team helicopters their penises in sync. <laughs> why, why do all of our things have something to do with dicks? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of any other way. How are you supposed... But to be honest, how... <laughs> just imagine that. Oh, straight... <laughs> I just sounded like a Harley Davidson going up. Like, I don't know how else you can intimidate someone from 20 metres away, like when it's... the National Anthem's going. <laughs> Imagine if that backfired because it's 29 degrees at the Gabba for Grand Final Week <laughs> and the other team just got a cool breeze. <laughs> No, no, no! They got, they build up. They build up such a gust of wind that, like, somewhat like that, uh, one of the players pisses, and then it just goes off onto the other team. <laughs> so, like, it pisses into it, it just goes vroom over there, and they get a shower. I've lost the plot, Freddy. I'm sorry. I've absolutely lost. I've lost <laughs> like, the plot, when mate. we when we pitched the idea, I I didn't know all of our ideas were going to be dick related, but I liked. Like, what else can you do from that angle? Like, realistically, there's not there's not much facial expressions could do. I don't know what else. Like, you can't really drop your bum out for anyone. Maybe you could. No, you can't. I'm sorry. It took me a little bit to compose myself. Then I'm just I'm just imagining the smallest player getting blown away from the. <laughs> 
There's a gale force like, wind. The, the, from all the, the Geelong gods. players, the Geelong players are holding on to Tom Hawk. He's like, Tommy, help us! And he's, <laughs> he's like, I can't hold it myself, boys. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, all you've got is your two ruckmen and one power forward standing <laughs> on the field, and everyone just clinging on for Dillon. Little, little Gary Ablett's like, this isn't how I'm supposed to go out, boys. This isn't how it's supposed to happen. Cotchin's like blasting <laughs> off like Team Rocket in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus! So no, good. I think intimidation tactics, Franny. There's so many good ones. Like in all my years, I've played sport. I actually, can I just take it back? One other yeah. moment, I just remembered. Oh, I don't know why it pissed me off. This isn't even really intimidation. I played against a kid who was probably only 16. It's weird in men's because yeah. you can be playing against like 15 year olds, and he's like, you know what? I'm still gonna. You're welcome to me. Oh, actually, sorry. Oh, no. I'm gonna sidetrack. I um I did play against this team, and I they were like 15 year old footy player kids. Yeah. This was only like three years ago, so I was still a pretty big guy, and I <laughs> might have like jumped for the ball and taken a kid out, <laughs> like flattened him, and as I ran past their bench. One of the ki- the mums were yelling at me because all the mums were at the game. <laughs> of course they were yelling at you. One of the kids on the bench just yelled out, He's only a kid, mate. <laughs> and I just yelled, I looked back because I'm running past that bench after I've literally just flattened a 15-year-old. And I looked and went, yeah, welcome to men's. <laughs> and then the little kid looked at me and went, then why are you playing in it? <laughs> I was like, oh, God damn it, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I used to be a runner. I used to do runner um, when my dad coached to like under 16s is when I was older, like when I was like yep. 20 or something like that. And he needed help because he would coach the under 16s. And I, uh, the first few games were a fucking nightmare because it's when somebody says, go tell Lockie to go to half back. And I'm like, who the fuck's Lockie? They all, every, <laughs> everyone looks the same. Oh, number 17. Oh, yeah, good. Like, there's 40, there's fucking 36 numbers on there, two umpires. I don't know who went where he's supposed to be. They're like, the he blonde. Had the fourth biggest dick in the <laughs> line. Yeah, they're like, the blonde kid. I'm like, they're all fucking blonde. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, it's so annoying. Even, like, it got to the end of the year, and I'm like, somebody's like, oh, uh, just go give him a good, uh, like, something. They'd be like, God. Oh, Give him a congratulations. You keep the goal. Give him a congratulations. And I'll be like, yeah, mm. sweet, sweet. I'd literally move five steps forward. Congratulations, boys. And <laughs> <laughs> would be like, good job, Nick. You're really doing well. Here. You're really, I, how old were you when you were running, Nick? About 15, I was, 16? No, I was running when I was like 19 because I, oh. and I, and it was always on a Sunday and I was always hung over as shit. I was always, yeah. I was still drunk or hung over and the runner would always back out last minute. So my dad would be like, Brownie, you gotta you gotta give us a go at the running and I'm like, but dad, it's <laughs> <laughs> only three weeks ago. But dad, <laughs> like the idea of it. And I get there and they would look like the the uh, the team would look at me and I would still have all this wax in my hair and I would be looking so rough and they'd be like, what did you do last night? I'd be like. I didn't think I... I thought I'd be somewhere different in this part of my life, boys, honestly. I thought I'd be playing like yesterday for the ones, but here I am. I was literally in bed masturbating half an hour ago, <laughs> but here I am now. I was good. <laughs> yesterday I was comparing dicks with everyone else in the team, and here I am. And I can't do that with you boys because that'd be illegal. And it <laughs> fucking sickens me. <laughs> How old were these kids? Was I wrong to say the biggest dick? Or were they well, these they were seniors? Fi- they were 15, 16, uh, Mitch. They oh, were, I thought the you under- said you were 15, 16. No, I, I, was 19, I was 19, 20, and this is the under-16s, Mitch. So stop talking about 15-year-old dicks. I don't think that's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll stop talking about that, friend. <laughs> That was my bad. <laughs> Why are we talking about dicks so much? It's all our intimidation know. tactics. 
I don't know. I, I think it's the least intimidating part of my body. I feel like if I talk about it like this, it'll make me feel a, bit, a little bit better about myself. It's, it's trying to like skew the narrative so everyone else is like, oh, he might actually be, he might be packing some heat, but no, no heat is no, being packed. No, it's, no, it's, no, it's, it's definitely chill. not. It's as chilly as it gets, boys and girls. I'm sorry to say, but yeah. That's just what yeah. happens on the big job. I wish I had a big dick. Like, I, Sorry, keep on the dick subject. <laughs> Wait, so you're the one who's saying, why are we talking about dicks? And then there's Frowny <laughs> reminiscing, gazing off in the distance. I wish. Yeah, I'm like literally looking outside right now. I'm like, wish I had a big dick. Like, just kind of like, woulda, shoulda, coulda. Like, if that was one, if you could change one trait about you, Mitch, what would it be? Physical, physical trait. To make my right testicle as even as my left. Mm, it's always tough. It's a tough <laughs> one. <laughs> But you can't play it like the maracas when it's uh, when they're even. So you gotta like think of it that way. I've always wanted like I'd love to know what it's like. Like you know, like oh, what would you do if you were a girl for a day? What would you do if I had a? What would I do if I had a big dick for a day? Don't know what I'd yeah. do. I just yeah. I would walk up to the dinner table. What's for dinner, mum? <laughs> Nick, what have we said about bringing your dick to the dinner table? <laughs> Sorry, mum, I've only got twenty four hours of it. <laughs> I hate it when I hear girls talk about what they do with a dick for the day and I relate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> I just always wonder like the dudes with like 12 inch dicks in pornos, whether so like, hard. whether it's like how much of an effort it is for like how much willpower it would take to it'd be like seven concrete trucks worth of blood <laughs> to get that well, thing up. Like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you pass out every time you get hard? Because, like, you got as you said, you got that much blood rushing down to your dick. Like, surely if there's nothing left for your head, and you like get lightheaded. Oh, fucking Christ! But, like, it, it'd be so much hard work. Like, I like in high school, you get it. Like, where you got those sports shorts on, you get a stiffy. And you're like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. If I had a 12 inch dick and I had in high school, <laughs> like, you get a stiffy. How are you supposed to hide that fucking hog? There's no fucking way. You can hide that thing. I think it'd be the best thing if you took a girl home and you just looks like, sorry if I pass out, my dick's that big. <laughs> now give me that sloppy toppy. <laughs> oh, we really we I think this is the first time we've gotten properly sidetracked. <laughs> So, if there's any questions that anybody has about uh, our dicks or dicks in general, um, yeah, please please email mitch.parry at gmail.com and uh, we'll see. <laughs> I uh, hate how close you were to my actual close? email address <laughs> just there. <laughs> no, I'll link his email address. I've got it somewhere. Actually, you can message static.revenue as well. And that'd be oh, static.revenue. Actually, what's the guy's email address? Let's just start sending him dick pics, the one oh. we try to get our files for oh. our original live. <laughs> he, still live he still hasn't got back to me. I'm so no, nah, he mad. never accepted my friend request on Facebook either. Uh, what an arsehole, Franny. Like what it. an arsehole. What is this? What does the world come to? What does it come to? I think that is that all the time we have for today, Nick? Yes, indeed. I think I think we've uh, chalked out a nice episode. Just a yeah, nice I one. I think it's been alright. Very family friendly tonight. And uh, <laughs> oh hopefully hopefully uh, if you are under the age of eighteen, you can you know, sit around the campfire with uh, mum and dad, maybe uh, maybe your uncle, maybe your auntie, and maybe a couple of your cousins who are around the same age, and just kind of learn about the human body. And uh, if you're listening to this and you've got a big dick, um, I like to ask you, how does it affect you in the general workplace? And I'd like for you to send me a bit of an email resume at mitch.parry at uh, gmail.com. <laughs> Can we create an email, uh, Mitch, for that? Oh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. I reckon I, if anyone's listening as well and they've had some really fucking weird dreams that they would think would blow yeah, our minds you, as well. Are you punching your mum and slingshotting babies eating snakes? Like, what? where does your, where does that end for you? Because, like, I don't know. I can't I wait. Love, 
I can't wait for tonight. Like I'm setting off. I'm creating. I'm remaking 9/11 tonight if I get the opportunity. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. Can I say that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a, that's it's fine. It's, fine. it's in a dream. <laughs> it's in a dream. It's, a, it's not terrorism if it's in a dream, Mitch. God, I don't, don't even know how to fly a plane. <laughs> Sorry, I like the idea of like it's if it's in a dream, there's just a start button and it just goes by itself. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, wow, I didn't think it was that difficult. Start no. <laughs> just no, autopilot. I'd love to hear some people's ideas as well. If you do have some really fucked up dreams, literally send them through. Maybe even just message them through the what the Backbone Facebook page or something like that. Yeah, the, either the Backbone Facebook page or uh, Mitch.parry@gmail.com. Yeah, I'll we'll get back to you either way, or just inbox us personally. Uh, that, yeah, that can work. Us, that can work. Uh, Mitch Parry, that is your name. Um, yep. I am just under Franny. Uh, just look me up. Uh, Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul Franny. And uh, I'm usually the fourth one that pops up. Very popular name, Paula Abdul Franny. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't expect it, but, but here we are. Uh, anyway, bitch, sorry, we're getting sidetracked. Getting sidetracked. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> no, that was sick. Uh, thank you, for everyone, for listening. Thanks for listening to us ramble about dicks for half an hour. Um, if you like what you heard, obviously, well, you're obviously listening to it, are you? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's it. We'll be back next Thursday anyway. Um, Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Cheers. Cheers.